Hello and welcome to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. And today I am taking inspiration from the launch that happened last weekend and we are talking about Vegas baby, Viva Las Vegas. Um, I thought it's actually quite an interesting topic because Las Vegas is kind of being hyped up as I suppose like a rival to Monaco and for some people you might be thinking oh my god wow I can't believe you never raced in Vegas before blah 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 but that's not actually quite true so I'm going to tell you a little bit of history about Formula One and the city of Las Vegas and we're also going to talk a bit about Brazil because we are going there this weekend our penultimate race of the season so we'll kind of end it off there but let's get down into the nitty-gritty about Las Vegas. Now as I kind of mentioned already this is not the first time that Formula One has raced in Vegas. Despite the grandeur and the big celebration we saw over last weekend f1 actually raced there back in 1981 and 1982 but it never really took off even though in those two races um those two seasons even las vegas was actually the final race of the season and actually the title deciders were essentially held there um so you know a bit surprising in today's standards why it didn't take off as much as it did. Anyway, Las Vegas had always seemed to like the idea of motor racing happening in the city um, ever since like the 60s, but in the early 80s, the glitz and glam of Formula One finally met Vegas. As mentioned, it was the last race of the year, and to be honest, what a great place to hold it. I mean, after a long year why not let your hair down in sin city i mean think of the parties that's what i was thinking i was like wow wouldn't that race go have a huge party why not so originally it was held at caesar's palace it was actually called the caesar's palace grand prix um it should have been a surefire hit right and there must have been something else that caused it to wait what roughly 41 years for the return to Formula 1 at Las Vegas. Well, unfortunately, there wasn't some crazy problem. Um, You see, despite the glamour of Vegas and the glamour of F1, it didn't really pull through to the races. And it wasn't really like, for example, think of Monaco. It didn't really have that je ne sais quoi, so to speak. So for starters... The circuit was actually just basically in the car park of Caesar's Palace. Yep, you heard me correctly. The the car park. Yeah, it wasn't some crazy track. It was literally in the car park of Caesar's Palace. So, I mean, there we go. As it was in the car park, many people complained that it was really flat, um, including reigning champion at the time, Alan Jones. And another um, factor that really impacted the race was the heat, um, which obviously heavily affected the drivers. Now, whilst not the temperature of the day, 
1981 or 1982, the race was held in mid-October um, during the day. It wasn't a night race. So if we look at average temperatures in tw- for like Vegas in October, you see it range in the mid to high 20s. I think the highest temperature reaching about 29 degrees on average based on a couple of google searches um and also you know the track is often a lot hotter than the temperature is outside so obviously a lot of drivers were obviously struggling with with the heat and after two years at vegas everyone said goodbye to the city i mean to be fair there weren't particularly high numbers of spectators either so i don't think sin city was too sad to see them go i mean the heat not only obviously impacts the drivers, but obviously also impacted any spectators because apparently there was actually no shade <laughs> to sit anywhere. So you'd just be sat in the baking sun. And it was in the car park, not exactly the most glamorous um, place. But also, um, let's be realistic, Formula One in America has really taken off more so in the past even decades than it probably did in the 80s so you kind of have that little bit of a uh, a gap here so I do think that it's probably going to be a lot <laughs> um, better this time around and we obviously return to Las Vegas um, next November um, and it will be a night race and it's being held on a Saturday so you know we don't usually see this it is being held on a Saturday evening, um, which I'm not surprised at. Let's be honest. You're taking all the teams and all the drivers and, you know, journalists and everyone in the paddock and all the fans to Las Vegas. I mean, I can see why they've changed it to a Saturday. I really can. But, you know, you all know they're going to be out there living their best lives after that race guarantee you that now ticket prices were very high um the ticket prices did include um food and non-alcoholic beverages i think if you went then for the hospitality that did um but you know ticket prices were like what 500 pounds for the over the few days for grandstand standing so that's just to, to stand and then it kind of went up in price um but according to reports um from cnn tickets have now sold out so um we are gonna have to persuade someone in formula one to give us tickets so formula one Hi, I'm Amy. I have a podcast about Formula One and I would really like to go to the Las Vegas Grand Prix if you so happen to wish to want to invite me. I'm just just putting it out there. I'm manifesting it. I'm manifesting it. We're putting it out into the universe. See what we get back. (laughs) Um, Also, hotel prices for that weekend have apparently increased by up to 300% as noted by 8 News, which is absolutely crazy. Now, to fit in with the grandeur of Vegas, the night race will not be held in a hotel car park. You will be pleased to know. No, no, we've upgraded. We will be driving along the strip. 
going through some of the iconic sites of the city. Um, so definitely a step up from before. <laughs> now, according to the official Las Vegas Grand Prix website, they have given us some ideas about what to expect from the track along with the track layout. So I will link that in the description. So if you want to go check out more, you can. And according to the website, the track will have 17 corners, three states and two DRS zones. The 3.8 mile track will see the cars reach an estimated top speed of 212 miles per hour. Now, if this estimate is correct, then Las Vegas will be one of the fastest tracks on the calendar. Monza and Silverstone will still be like two of the fastest, but it will definitely be up there with some of the fastest tracks that we see in Formula One. So I'm actually quite excited to see how this goes. I think the iconic Vegas Strip and the speed, I think it could be a, a, a decent track. Obviously, we won't know until a you know, race there, but it, it could be very, very iconic. Um, and there is kind of rumours, I don't know how true they are, but the rumours are that this is going to kind of rival Monaco, which, do you know what I can see happening I if it goes to plan? If they do this right, I feel like it could possibly rival Monaco. Um, but this did get me thinking, and I think I want to do a bit more of like a fuller episode on this, or like a mini episode on this. I kind of want to do one about if geography and you know space and all of that good stuff wasn't an issue what would be an iconic place or cool interesting place you would love to see a formula one race happen i have a couple in mind so i might kind of gather some people's ideas and including my own and kind of make like a little mini sode because i really think it'd be cool like and some of them might work or we could put it to Formula 1 and be like you need another cool place to race I got ya (laughs) anyway that was all Las Vegas like I said I think it will probably be a lot better than it was last time I mean it's not in a car park so we're already (laughs) it's doing better and obviously it's at night time so obviously I don't think the heat should be such an issue um, as it was um, back in the 80s plus addition to that you have um, such a bigger presence of Formula One in America and just globally anyway um, I, as we've seen tickets have sold out so we know people going is not going to be an issue I also think as well is that um, Las Vegas is kind of like a weird place so in the 80s for example, it, there's a lot of construction, like in the 90s, you saw quite a lot of the, some of the really big hotels kind of pop up. So uh, yeah, I do think that the Las Vegas 2023 Grand Prix will be so much different to obviously the 80s. And I do think it will be much more of a success as long as I don't do anything too weird and crazy. I think it will be good. I think it will be fine. And like I said, any anyone in Formula One is listening, 
Um, I'm manifesting it. I'm putting it out there. If you want to, you know, invite me to the Las Vegas Grand Prix next year, you are more than welcome. I will happily, happily accept that. <laughs> anyway, um, enough about the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Let's talk about Brazil. So, obviously, this week, Sir Lewis Hamilton got his honorary citizenship for Brazil. And he will now have essentially a second home Grand Prix, which is obviously this weekend. And they do say your home Grand Prix gives you a couple of extra attempts. So you never know what could happen in Brazil. It always puts on a really good race. Um, so I can't wait to watch it this weekend. Very excited. Even though I'm slightly sad because it does mean we are at our penultimate race of the season. Like, wow, what a time. This is crazy. Um, even to think, like, I started this podcast just before the season started. And now we're, like, nearly at the end of the season. It's absolute madness. Um, I'm kind of, like, a little bit proud of myself, though, of doing it for so long and not giving up. Um, so pat on the back for me um and also pat on the back for everyone who has a listening um i really do appreciate it but anyway let's not get all mushy gushy now let's not do that we'll wait to the end of the season for all of that um but whilst i was looking at brazil and um just googling researching all that sort of stuff i saw some things that i was like oh my god that's so interesting and as a bit of a history nerd i was like i need to talk about this so Interlagos, the track actually kind of goes back all the way to 1938, which is absolutely crazy. And um, they took inspiration from three areas, um, one in the USA, one in France and one in the UK. And the track in the UK is actually Brooklyn's. So Brooklyn's is in, in Surrey. Um, it's kind of like nowadays connected to like Mercedes Benz world. Like you can kind of go into both. Um, so if you're in Surrey, um, I would actually highly recommend going to Brooklyn's. It's a really fun day out. They have like old Formula One cars, old vintage cars too. Um, it's so much fun. And I mean, I went quite a few years ago, so I don't know if they still do this, but, um, or if they do it all year round, it might only be, um, parts of the year, but, um, you can basically, they have people with their old vintage cars and they will like take you on the like the banked Brooklyn's track um in like vintage cars it was super cool a little bit scary because the guy drove really fast he probably wasn't driving that fast but it felt super fast um and we went and yeah it's a really good time and so if you're in the UK or you visit the UK and in the Surrey sort of area I definitely wouldn't recommend Brooklyn's and that way you can also say that huh this helped inspire the Interlagos track. So, I mean, two birds with one stone there. I think it would be great. Um, Now, Interlagos kind of came into Formula One, um, like, essentially in, like, the 70s. This is because um, in the 70s, we had um, Emerson Fittipaldi, who is a Brazilian Formula One driver, and so that kind of kick-started, 
I suppose, the Grand Prix there. And he actually won the first Brazilian Grand Prix in 1973, if you didn't know. And I thought that was quite interesting fact for you. So that is kind of Brazilian Interlagos track. There's a lot um, going on. It is quite banked, like many old circuits um they do usually feature quite a lot of banked corners and and brazil does have that um i just feel like brazil has quite a few iconic races and that's why i'm so excited um to go back and watch um this week's race i mean last year lewis hamilton's performance was just chef's kiss what more can we say so yeah i'm really intrigued to see what happens this year um, it's always a great race. I still kind of think that Brazil should still be the last race of the season. But here, hey-ho, it is not. But it always provides great entertainment for us fans. And yeah, it's just a great race. I, I really, I really like Brazil. Um, anyway, enough of me rambling. Um, that's this episode done. Um, thank you so much for listening. And oh, oh, also just popped into my mind. Brazil is our third and final sprint race of the year. So it does mean there is a change in the order of how things are done. Therefore, if you want to watch qualifying, qualifying will be on Friday with the sprint race on Saturday with the race on Sunday. So qualifying Friday Sprint race Saturday, race on Sunday as usual. Just a reminder because I always kind of forget until the day and I'm like, oh my God, qualifying is on. So if you're like me, here is your fair dues reminder that qualifying will be on Friday if you want to watch qualifying for the race. For the sprint race, I should say. Anyway, after that, a little digression thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode about las vegas a little bit about brazil and i will see you in the next one which will be the brazil race rundown but until then have a fabulous rest of the week enjoy the race and speak to you soon